How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Saints training camp has started for, well, everybody except for Michael Thomas, who is officially holding out, did not show up to camp. The only Saints player who didn't show up to camp. We've been talking about that all day long. We will hear from Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis later this hour. We'll play their introductory or... That's not introductory. It's just a season opening press conferences. Very intriguing, especially Mickey Loomis. And remember, as Saints training camp kicks off, it's time for you to sign up for our Big Talkers Club. You'll be the first to get all the latest Saints news, interviews, and analysis from all of our former Saints pros, Bobby Abair, Deuce McAllister, and Zach Streif. So get real and sign up for our Big Talkers Club right now at www.com and the radio.com app. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, this is going to be Drew Brees' final year. Most of you saying no, but a small majority, about 55% of you saying no, 45% saying yes, it will be his last year. We will find out, I guess, in about what uh, seven, six, seven months or so. Let's bring on in Carter Bryant, our buddy and host of the Carter Bryant Show on 1071 FM and 1400 AM in South Arkansas. He's on Twitter at Carter the Power, and he's a stand-up comic. Carter, I am always intrigued when I haven't talked to you for a while. What in the world you been doing and, and been up to, buddy? And Seth, I'm just enjoying life. I'm trying to figure out where my $28 million is going to be to build the best <laughs> locker room, a.k.a. comedy green room, man. You know, it's funny, I, I, I was just in New York, got to do some shows, and I was actually in New Orleans, Seth. And this is weird, because I, I've, I've done a few auditions for, for stuff, and I've actually got it. Mm-hmm. And people were complimenting me on this headshot. I had to get a last-second headshot. And I heard of this thing called uh, Crescent. I'm probably screwed up the name of the company, whatever. But anyway, I did the headshot. This guy named Noel... Stretched out, he told me to stretch out my face. So I'm rubbing my face <laughs> uh, at this at this office on Poydras. He's got this super nice place on Poydras, and I'm in there and I'm stretching my face. I'm listening to, I, I don't think it was Nickelback, it was some kind of band that made me feel great about myself. And I took this headshot, and it's on my page right now. It's my Twitter profile right now, and said, I, I kid you not, that was some of the most fun. I'd ever have. And he donates like uh, some of his stuff to charity that really awesome. got me involved with, with him, with him. And that was one of the coolest experiences. And you only get that with someone from New Orleans. Like there's a different level of just, you know, making you feel great. And I miss the city every single day because of people like Knowles. Uh, and I, I, I just really appreciated someone that, that did something like that, did something like that for you because I'm ugly. I well, like yeah, I was just going to say, I'm Carter, fine. it's uh, it's anybody who can uh, make you look good in the headshots is uh, he's a winner in my book, and also make you do all these yeah. <laughs> all these face stretches. Who is this guy again? Now I'm curious. No, his name's Noel Noel the Soul Markadell, and he's a, he he's a thing he. I look like an albino Bruno Mars. That's me. Like, I'm Bruno's <laughs> half-brother that didn't make it. And somehow, some way, 
this dude with these face stretches and, and he did like a whole stretch thing. It was, it was so cool. I really, I really enjoyed the experience, but you know, it's, it's, and, and, and it's not just Noel. I, I don't remember the place that we went to Seth, uh, cause you and I got to hang out for the first time ever. And you have to admit, it is weird to hang out with someone that you've done hundreds of radio segments with yeah. Yeah. for the first time. And I walk up to him like you're six, six. Like you would tower over Eric Reed. Yeah. Carter, Carter, Bryant, and I met right before I went on vacation. I guess it was like three weeks ago now at uh, like Bayou Beer Garden, Bayou Wine Garden. It's kind of in the same area there. And you're right. I, I kept texting him. I was like, "Well, I'm here." And you're like, "Well, who are you? You're the, this tall guy over here?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, oh, you're that you're that short guy over there." And we, we did. You know, it was it was like uh, I don't know. It was a match made in heaven, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm so happy, Seth. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. And and here's the thing, Seth. I know you're super excited about this LSU locker room. Oh my God, Seth. Oh, with the with the space the spaceship chairs. And there's a reason why I brought up Eric Reed. And here's the thing that I appreciate you, Seth, and the way you do radio and why people should listen to your show, is that if you truly love something, if you truly want something to be great, you have to understand that people are going to say thought-provoking, sometimes critical things about what you do. And I think people are just kind of pushing off to the side saying, hey, listen, this is a Tiger Athletic Foundation money, putting this money off to the side. They can do what they want with the money, and they donate this to, to, to the athletics department. And I totally agree with that. But remember, the LSU locker room was just fine, Seth. It was just fine. This is $28 million so athletes can have – spaceship ventilation chairs. What is, why do you need to sleep in a locker room? Who thinks sleeping in a locker room is a great thing? Yeah, I want to go take a nap next to the jog strap that I practice in at 3 in the afternoon. That doesn't make any sense. And they spent $28 million for that? Like, really? That's all Eric Reed was doing. It's not the worst thing in the world, okay? I, it does look cool. Don't get me wrong, Seth. But it's so much money, and it could have gone to something else, right? Well, that, that sounds like you and I are in lockstep here, and I also think yeah, it's super cool, but I don't want to sleep at my work, so I guess good on the LSU players are going to do that. I guess that speaks to the commitment of, of college athletes and college football players. I don't have any problem with people donating to what they want to, to donate. I mean, it's a little excessive in my mind, but there's excessive things in life, especially in this country where we live. I get it. It's bizarre. But what, what drove me nuts, Carter, absolutely nuts, is this bashing from all corners of the fan base and alumni, and yes, even the players themselves. I called Joe Burrow and Michael Divinity out on this. That yeah. it is it is absurd that you use your platform to bash people like me and, and Eric Reed and others who might think, well, maybe we should have our priorities as a society to donate to the academic side just like we do at the athletic side. Get yours football team, get yours athletic department, but let's talk about the academic side on this. And and to, to demonize me or a professor or Eric Reed because of that, Carter, I'll tell you this, I just got done talking about it last night. I have never been called so many vulgar, vile names because I guess I support secondary education. I, I just didn't get it, man. It, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. Here's something I've learned is Saints fans, whenever you talk about Saints, it's a little bit more of an open-minded fan base. There's something about the fraternal nature of college athletics. It's, 
it's like attacking a, a family member. People just get so personal about it. And, you know, with Eric Reed being who he is, if that's outspoken and thought-provoking as he is, I can say this from the bottom of my heart. I, I've interviewed Eric Reed hundreds of times. Like, I was in the middle of all the LSU athletics. He was my favorite interview outside of you know, Patrick Peterson, which, which is great. But Eric Reed just gave some of the most thoughtful answers ever. And and he was just so he was so, just so smart about so many different things. He was an engineering student while he was at school, and he's he's honestly someone that loves LSU more than anyone. He's from Dutchtown High School, grew up right down the road from it. And and he wasn't saying anything to demean the program. He was just basically asking a question. And something else that that that, that really helped me during the college experience. I know it helped you up in Washington State is being able to go around to different parts of the campus and interact with different people and different cultures. Whenever you seclude yourself and you tell players, hey, you can spend even more time with people that talk like you, act like you, and look like you, that doesn't prepare you for the real world. That's another thing about this is, yeah, we have our own social circles, and yeah, we will hang out with the people that we hang out with, whether we're engineers, business students, or whatever. But whenever you do something like this, you do put a group of people around that same group of people at all times, and you're coming from high school where you're exalted as a football player, and then whenever your football career is done and you're into the real world, and you understand that there's not a super spaceship locker room you can go to and having these filet mignons being cooked for you every two seconds, you're not ready. You're not ready. Like, there's only so many car salesmen and, and those kind of jobs that are out there, they are not ready for the real world. And that's a big problem. And something like this only worsens that. Carter Bryant with us at Carter, the power on Twitter. And, you know, and I think you're the same way. I mean, I'm a player's rights advocate. I think it's absurd oh, yeah. that, that the college players can't use their likeness at minimum to sell sponsorships, make their own money. I mean, that's just bizarre. It needs to change now. It needed to change yesterday. But it does feel like, Carter, that this has been trickling up, not just at LSU, but other places where the you have these excesses in the athletic side when academics really started. I've told the story about my alma mater on the air a lot. Washington State University, they don't make a profit in the athletic side. They're like in a, a 10 to $12 million deficit every single year that the academic side has to pay for. It seems like, Carter, that we're almost at a breaking point here when there's a relative handful of schools who are like LSU that make money hand over fist, and even in those places, it doesn't seem like the academic side is, is is which drives the institutions. The reason the institution is there is cared about enough, and I just wonder, you know, is it going to all come crashing down here relatively soon? And here's the thing: there's going to be a lot of people listening to this today, and they're going to say, "Well, did you know that LSU football donates more money to the academics than, than anyone else?" Yes, we we know yep. that. And, and we're not we're not necessarily being critical of really anyone. Like there's so many different people that donate money and have a say in this. Okay, and something that all those people can agree on is spending the money on locker rooms. Like that's something that would be some uh, that's something universal that a lot of boosters could get behind. We understand that this is a very complex thing. We're just bringing up the question. We're just bringing up the idea that this exists. Like. Anyone that would look at that locker room that is not an LSU fan would be like, what, what is the point of the ventilation system? What is, 
why would I want to take a nap in a locker room? So it's not it's not necessarily a bashing. We understand that LSU football makes all this money. We understand that they pay for all these other sports and they can do what they want with their money. That's fine. It just seems to be a little unnecessary, especially when we're talking about twenty-eight million dollars. Right, and then what you said, uh, Carter, just to kind of put a bow on this, Eric Reed, who is one of the most beloved Tigers to graduate recently. I, you love him, I love him. Most of the the fan base loves him. Uh, he brought up a good point, right? Like, how many scholarships would that have paid for that twenty eight million dollars? A lot, a lot, and and that's that's the thing I like about him. Man, I, I really do miss talking to him on on a weekly basis. Not that I think that he would turn into what what he is now, and and people kind of shortchange him. You know, I know Colin Kaepernick gets all the glory and stuff from, from those movement, from the movement that he, that he started. Um, that's a whole discussion for a different day, but I, I, Eric Reed's role in that was just so huge. And I, I don't want people to, to lose sight of that. And he's still a really good safety for, uh, for the rival Panthers. So, uh, it, in, in the is it really going to matter? Am I going to lose sleep over a locker room? No millionaires are going to be millionaires. That's fine. It's just kind of fishy. Yeah, yeah, and I will. Uh, the number that we get from the cost of you know tuition and cost of living on that campus is about nine hundred scholarships. Like if we had a rich donor donate nine hundred scholarships, they'd be on the national news. So come on, uh, rich guys, which will never be me. I'm never going to be a rich guy. Rich guys and gals, yeah, donate those nine hundred scholarships, and you'll be on the front page of every newspaper and website. <laughs> well, I guess it's not newspapers anymore. Oh, yeah. Every every website's uh, across the country. Uh, look, I'll ask you one actual gosh darn football question yeah. here, Carter. Um, is this a championship-caliber team, SEC and otherwise? LSU, absolutely. I, I, I think LSU will go to the college football playoff this year. Um, I think on, the, on their schedule, only, the only loss I see is Alabama. Now, here's the thing. is The SEC is crazy. There are some other coin flip games. The Florida game's a coin flip. Obviously, going on the road to Texas is definitely a coin flip. Texas a is going to be wild back in Baton Rouge last game of the year. That Arkansas game could be a trap game. Arkansas coming off a bye. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of weird games that are on the schedule there. I'm feeling the good fortune for LSU. I think they're a minimum, minimum 10-win regular season team. I don't like what they have on defense. And I know everyone's saying, hey, what about Devin White? He's gone. Remember the last national championship set? They lost this guy by the name of Patrick Peterson, and mm-hmm. they had the best season in school history. So LSU can overcome losses like that with the talent that they have. Their lone loss this year will be to Alabama, and LSU will be the number four team in the college football playoff. Believe, Tiger fans, believe. Yeah, and then maybe a rematch in that college football playoff in the semifinals. He's Carter Bryant, stand-up comic and host of the Carter Bryant Show on 107.1 FM, 1400 AM in South Arkansas, on Twitter, at Carter the Power. Carter, always enjoy these. Let's do it again next week, bud. Yeah, no problem. All right, there he goes. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's an early edition of Sports Libs here on WWL. Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton coming up bottom of the hour. But first, it's time for Sports Libs. Logan Falgu's behind the glass. And see, I like this because now I'm on a time crunch. So I like being I like being on time so I can't just uh, ramble. It's kind of like one of those classes in high school that I used to – you write a paper, write an essay. Oh, I don't really know what I'm talking about. This might, I might fail this, so I just write you know 500 words of nonsense. Can't do that here, Logan. What do we got? 
Uh, first off, we have Michael Thomas is blank for the Saints right now. Um, MIA, the Saints, and he might be for a while. I don't know if I agree with people who say this is going to get done in the next couple of days. I just don't. I think it's going to get done before the season, but he's going to be MIA. Michael Thomas is going to be doing his own thing. Yeah, working out. He'll be in shape when he gets to camp. He'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. MIA. All right, next one up here we have Drew Brees has blank seasons left in him. As many season as many seasons, and then I would put another blank as he wants left in him because he's going to retire on his own. I don't even want to predict it. Like I could sit here and say one, and that would be the obvious answer considering his contracts up. But he's going to retire when he wants to retire, and the Saints aren't going to tell him no. It just means too much to the city and the franchise. All right. Next up, we have on the Saints' schedule, their biggest threat is blank themselves. I think they're the best team in the NFC. All right. I think if they don't get in their way, especially offensively, if they don't get too cute, they'll be fine and they'll be playing for a championship in February. Okay. And next up here, we have blank is what I'm most excited for in the next month of sports. Mm, good question. Not, not preseason, really. The next month of sports. You know, I will say this. You know what? I'm going to change my mind. I am excited for the first Saints home preseason game because it's almost like a reunion with the fans. So I'll say that, that first preseason game, yeah, it doesn't mean anything football-wise. I think it's going to be cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Even though I don't really like preseason all that much, I am. it's kind of a social party here. All Saints fans, right? Yep. All right, there you go. That's Sports Libs. He's Logan Falgu. I'm Seth Dunlap, at Seth Dunlap on Twitter. Our text line's 87870. We're at WWAMFM on Twitter. Follow us there. When we come back, we'll have Sean Payton's press conference, followed by Mickey Loomis's press conference. It's the last lap, 30 more minutes here on WWL. Now, speaking of reunions, it was a reunion for now the Saints media today. All of the guys and gals and, and friends conglomerating one more time out on Airline Drive as Saints training camp opened up. A couple of guys in focus that spoke there today, Sean Payton and then Mickey Loomis. First up, Saints head coach Sean Payton. Here's his press conference. And that was Sean Payton out at Saints camp today, his season opening press conference. Today's Saints training camp interviews and prime cuts are brought to you by the sound banking of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. We will take a break. When we come back, it's Mickey Loomis's turn here on The Last Lap. Time for another Saints training camp interview brought to you by First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. I want to listen to this one. A couple of nice quips here from Mickey Loomis and Bobby Hebert, a little back and forth. It's Mickey Loomis, Saints general manager. Here you go. That was general manager Mickey Loomis out at Saints Camp. If you want to hear the entire interview, we have it for you online, WWL.com and the Radio.com app. You can also go into our on-demand section. Last chance for you to vote in our Blue Runner Gobo opinion poll. Will this be Drew Brees' final season in the NFL, final season as a Saints? Cast your vote those same places, WWL.com, Radio.com app. Moment is in, coming up to end the show. You didn't hear it there, but you're going to want to hear it. It is Bobby Bear. And Mickey Loomis, well, it's actually Mickey Loomis clapping back at Bobby Hebert after 
Hebert asked her a question about holding out to Mickey Loomis. Pretty good stuff as we wrap up the show next. Well, Saints players will get out on the field tomorrow. We will be there. Coverage all day, WWL.com and right here on WWL Radio. Thanks to everybody who made the program possible today. Logan Behind the Glass, Program Director Diane Newman, Tim Zimmer for booking the show, Helen Santani and Todd Benesis for helping out during the day. Thanks to our guests, Carter Bryant, Doug Mouton, and Kevin Boylard. If you missed any of the show, Remember, you can get it on the podcast every single day, www.com, radio.com app, and Apple Podcast. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Seth Dunlap there. We can keep the conversation going. We're at WWLAMFM. For Logan and everybody here, I'm Seth Dunlap, handing it off to Beyond Reality Radio. And as always, I leave you with our moment of zen. Here's Mickey Loomis clapping back at Bobby Bear in his press conference today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 